Hey everyone, this is Jason Amoroso. This is a special excerpt for the podcast. A community member, Jordan Manis, who's been a, a longtime friend now, a brother in the way of mastery, a coaching colleague, Revelation Breathwork facilitator, uh, at, emailed me with some questions, a bunch of questions. And I thought instead of just replying to him with some answers about the way of mastery, I thought, like, let's turn it into uh, a, some content. Let's do an audio so we can share it with the community. So what we have here is the first 20 minutes or so. It's a 55-minute interview. So we have the first 20 minutes. And if you want to access the entire 55-minute audio, you can do so in our uh, membership site, which we have started recently on a website called buymeacoffee.com, which I don't love the name, but it's a nice little platform. And for five bucks a month, you can support the podcast and get access to some uh, exclusive content like this and some other things that we have planned. Um, some people email me questions and I will answer them in this audio format and post those to uh, the membership uh, section as well. So if you'd like to support the pod and have access to some cool uh, behind the scenes, the content and interviews, then I will put the link in our profile there. All right, thanks so much for listening. If you guys have any other questions that you'd like me to answer about the way of mastery, my journey, anything else, by all means, email them in at hello at revelationbreathwork.com and we can create some more content and learn together. And special thanks to Jordan. You're the man. Really appreciate you, your heart, your desire to be of service. And I hope you uh, listeners enjoy this. Thanks so much. I, I mean, I was going to just say how I, I listened to the podcast and, and you had put out that feeler that said, should 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 we do a Q&A? And then I responded to you saying that would yeah, be a great yeah, idea. So just kind of <laughs> explain how this came about. How's that? Awesome. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, all right. I'll, I'll start it out. Um, so Jason, yeah, I, I definitely, uh, have been enjoying the podcasts and I know that you've often said at the end of the podcast, you know, hit me up, let me know you're listening. And, and I've, I've done that a few times, but then one time you said, you know, should, should we switch up the format? Maybe should I do like a Q and a, and I thought that was a great idea. And so I just let you know that I agreed like, yeah, switching up the format a little might be interesting. And if you do do a Q&A, here's some questions that have been on my mind. Maybe you could just ask them of yourself and, and then, uh, you know, see how that goes. And, and you wrote back and said, well, why don't you actually ask them of me and let's get together and record something. And, and so here we are. And so thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, no, I'm excited to see where this goes and um, I appreciate you always being so engaged in, in your own life and being on the path that you're on. You know, we're on the same path together with so many. And it makes me think about if my memory is correct, we did some kind of a kind of a study group for the way of mastery a couple of years ago. I think that was pre-COVID um, with a, a small handful of people. And we went through the first three lessons and would meet and discuss. So uh, being on this journey with you has been a lot of fun. And so yeah, when you sent over those questions, just the whole idea of the podcast is just to share my own love of the material and my own experiences and trying to help people apply it, because I think that's where the value is in anything in life. And I, by all means, 
you know, I don't have it all figured out and I'm on the journey too. So it's, it's like, let's have fun and be inspired together and apply it together. So when you had those questions, it was like, well, why not? Yeah, we're creating this, this podcast is created from scratch. Let's, let's add to it. Let's have some more fun with it and try new things. So this awesome. is part of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Being open and, and seeing, seeing what happens. I do think it is true that like, I was reading it on my own. And then there was that group that you started that got going for a little while and then started listening to your podcast. And now the chance to, you know, do this Q and a, it is just taking it to a deeper level and, and trying to apply the lessons more and more. And I think that's helpful, not only for me, but for, for anyone that's interested in this work. So, um, but let's dive in. Let's see what happens. <laughs> All right. So my first question is actually just a practical question. Uh, who wrote this, the, the way of mastery? Um, and when did he write it? I think I read something. Uh, I don't know. JM high uh, got, got, got a message in the late eighties is, and you take it from there. Am I, am I off? Am I? Am I <laughs> well, well, let me share this. And, and I, I'm always going to be honest and transparent. Like, I haven't done a lot of like diving into the history of it. Um, I've done more, more a little bit diving into A Course in Miracles. That was my first introduction into these teachings from Jeshua, Jesus, you know, Sananda, whatever, whatever words you want to use. And I know that part of this journey for so many people is healing their relationship with the, either the idea or what they've been taught from Jesus, Jeshua. So that's part of it. And, um, of course, miracles was my, well, my first introduction to all of this was, um, the book, the disappearance of the universe by Gary Renard. So I went to USM university, of Santa Monica, where I got my master's in spiritual psychology. And then when I graduated that two year program, I, I think I was at a bookstore and I stumbled upon the disappearance of the universe and it looked cool and it had a cool title. And I started reading it. It was like, holy smokes. And it helped me, um, introduced me to A Course in Miracles, and I started studying A Course in Miracles, and A Course in Miracles is amazing. It's been around since the 70s, uh, very popular, very, you know, cons- very well known in terms of alternative spiritual teachings and stuff. It's really dense, though. It's super dense. It's written almost in like a poetic way, so it's not always easy to understand, and that's okay, because a lot of times you, you read something, and it's either the feeling you get from it, or it's it's you have to read it again. You come back to it like a year later and you, you finally get something just like the way of mastery. And then there's the 365 lessons, for daily lessons. And so I did that and I studied that like hardcore. And there's this one teaching by one of the what I would consider the best teacher of A Course in Miracles, Kenneth Wapnick. He's passed. He died a couple of several years ago now, but he was good friends with the scribes, as they call themselves, of A Course in Miracles which again, if for people that don't know, because it doesn't say like written by Jesus, it says published by the Foundation for Course in Miracles. So for some people, they immediately see that and they like discount it, right? Oh, this is, this is, you know, only the Bible. Jesus is the only Jesus. And that's the only way he communicates. And so I did some studying in, in A Course in Miracles where it was Kenneth Wapnick, Wapnick published this insane volume. It was like, 35 books and each book it was like it would have a line of a course in miracles and then it would have like a paragraph or two of him explaining it in like you know more understandable terms and that's how i studied a course in miracles the whole text and many of the lessons and so then 
one summer I was at my, my in-law's house. This is a little bit of a longer story, but one summer I was at my in-law's house and I had gotten, I saw this book, The Way of Mastery. I think it was a review on Amazon. It was like, this is just like The Course of Miracles, but better, easier to understand. I was like, all right, let me, let me check it out. So I got it for my brother-in-law and I gave it to him as a gift. I didn't know, I never read it. And he said, thanks and put it in his room and never looked at it. And then like two years later, we're visiting and I saw it and I was like, you mind if I take a look at this? And he said, yeah. And like instantly, it was just like, boom, this is legit. I love this. It speaks to me when I, when I read it, it like sings in my heart. And it was just like, holy, you know, I want to savor this. I want to apply it. I want to not rush through it. Cause I've read, you know, we've all read, if you're listening to this, you've read so many books and it's just like easy to read through and be inspired. And what's the next one? I want more information, get inspired and then not really apply it. Maybe stuff sinks in and you think about it, but I really wanted to like, have it be like my own school. And so when I would come up again on an exercise of the way of mastery, I would slow down and like do it for two weeks or do it for a month and, and resist the urge to keep reading. So, and then, and then I was like, I want to share this with everybody I know, but I don't want to be that guy that's like, Hey, you got to do this. So look at it. I didn't want to be like that pushy about it. So I would just talk about it every once in a while, write about it on my Instagram and Facebook at the time. And then eventually it was like, all right, I want to do more with it. And that's how we created the study group. I reached out to a few people or people that had commented on my post. It was like, oh, tell me more about this or what is that? And so let's do this together. So I've never, so I know more about the history of A Course in Miracles to answer the question than the way of mastery. Honestly, total transparency. I, so we're all human and I have a human side and a personality side and I, I'm competitive um, by either by nature or having an older brother, four years older, who would beat up on me in sports and everything else in life. And so I was, I have a competitive side. And so part of that is good in terms of like, it's healthy. It helps me like challenge myself and, and, and all that stuff. And then the other side of competition can be like comparing and judging and all that stuff. So, um, I didn't want to like learn more about who's who was the scribe for the way of mastery like i i didn't want to be disillusioned by anything that i read or saw about the person who was the let's say channel for the material so i didn't i didn't i didn't want to look and that's fearful right i was out of fear i didn't want it to like taint my experience of the teachings because to me the teachings are just so pure and loving and amazing and then eventually i did a little more kind of research into it once i got over that that fear of, of, you know, nothing was going to shake kind of my connection with the material. And yeah, my understanding is, and I, and just like a, a month ago, I think I went to, I looked up JM, uh, J-A-Y-E-M, JM, and he's got a website and I don't think he's like affiliated with Shanty Cristo Foundation. He's got like his own thing now where he's had it for a while. And there is a video that's almost like an hour long on his website. And I'll, I'll see if we can post in the notes for this or wherever people are listening to this. And I watched it and I, it was, he was so humble and so like he had a sense of humor and he was like a regular dude. And he talks about the process of like, I started hearing this voice and he was like skeptical. He was like, well, you're telling me this voice I hear in my head is saying it's Jesus. Like, I'm not writing this. Like, I'm not. And he said it was like a years of this back and forth until finally, and I don't remember the specifics, but like he finally relented. And then the, the these teachings that came through my understanding is as lectures. And then they turned them into the text and they modified some of the text to make it sound more for text than, than you're hearing it. 
So, and he does stuff in Sedona. A friend of mine who's also into the, the way of mastery invited me last, last fall to go to one of his things. The timing didn't line up. So I might go to one of JM's things in Sedona. Um, but that's what I know about kind of the history of it. Yeah, maybe in the 80s or 90s he got contacted and it was published. But uh, I know there's been several um, versions of, of the way of mastery that have been published. But before I did the podcast, I knew I, what I was going to do in terms of like, I'm going to read it literally like read word for word and then give my own commentary. And, and I wasn't sure from a legal perspective, I could do that, put it out there. It's like, you know, recordings and not everybody's cool with that. And so I reached out to the Shanti Cristo foundation and contacted someone and asked them, Hey, this is what I'm playing and doing. Can I have your permission to like basically read, <laughs> read the book uh, out loud and put it out to the public. And they were like, yeah, sure. So um, that was really cool. So I felt like I had their blessing and that was just another like, permission to just just go for it just start i've had you know i think anyone can relate to being inspired with an idea and then just having so many reasons why not to do something or trying to make it perfect or especially for a podcast like oh now i gotta have the right equipment i it was like just talking to my phone put it up on like google what's a good podcast so and just do it for just for yourself just to do it um and so that's kind of how it's been and i think Today, we just published our 159th episode, so it's cool to be like, holy crap, we did a lot in like a year. It's amazing, and, and there's been a lot of people that have reached out uh, from all over the world, and um, it's neat to hear from people that are also on the path, and so that's a long answer to your short question. <laughs> that's all right. That's, uh, that's helpful to have the background, and uh, I'm like you, actually, where if I hear a good message or a great quote uh, that speaks to me, I'm not that concerned with who said it um, or who wrote it. Um, but I do I do have some friends and, and some family members that I know their first question when I tell them, you know, I heard this great thing by this person. They're like, well, who is he or who is she? You know, like, tell me their background. Like, what do they know? Um, and that that's not how I'm wired, but I know others might be so that it is helpful to know a little bit about it. Um, okay, Jason. So, uh, as you mentioned many times in the podcast, there's a lot of repetition in the way of mastery. Um, but if you had to, could you synthesize and maybe it's impossible, but could you synthesize the number one main overall teaching of the book into one or two sentences? So super easy because it's super simple. At least, again, my experience. I'm not like an expert or a scholar on this stuff. That's the other thing. Like I know, uh, I don't know a lot of specific people, but I know there's people who can like quote you the Bible and this verse and this book and they know all of it. And like, I, I couldn't tell you what lesson 25 was off the top. Like I'm not like that. Um, but, you know, the, it's simple. Like God is. That's the simplest. God is, love is, you are that. That's the teaching right there. Um, in its very, in its most simplest form. And then there's all these other elements. But at the core of it, isn't that, I think that's what the teaching is, whether it's in the New Testament, whether it's in A Course in Miracles, White Mastery, or probably from many other uh, awakened people, masters, beings. It's it's all one, this, this illusion of separation. It's just one energy expressed. That's why love the metaphor of the ocean and the wave. It's the same thing. It's not separate. It's not different. Uh, the tiny mad idea is just a tiny mad idea. It's a little blemish we give all of our focus to that makes it real. So um, if God is, then I am that, not the ego self, like Jason Amoroso, the personality with all, but like the essence of who I am. And then we start to shift both in a very real experience 
uh, how we experience and see ourselves, like what death is, like what the hell are we doing in this life? Like, why are we here and what are we doing? I mean, that, that, that was the, the teachings of uh, the University of Santa Monica, the three questions. Who am I? Why am I here? And how can I make a more meaningful contribution? How can I be more expressed in my life? And, and you, you're doing this and there's many people that are doing this and many people who want to do it or are scared to do it or like, how can my life be an expression in my work, in my parenting, just like the love that I am and where am I? And then it's like the practical side, where am I afraid? Where do I resist? Where do I play small? Where do I people please? All these, all these fearful things that we all have, where am I worried or stressed? And, and those are the those are the path, like that is the way. It's not, oh, I'm not spiritual enough. No, like that part of you that's fearful in whatever it is, is the way through if you're willing to stay with it and be with yourself and open your heart to it. I think that's the other thing, like open, it's very, I try to work in simple things because it helps me. Simple is, I think, true and easy. And so like hard, like how do you love? Because like be loving. Well, what does that even mean? That's such a big word that's used everywhere. To me, like one way to know if I'm loving or not, or I'm in the state of love is, is my heart open? Do I feel open or do I feel like protected armor contraction in a, in a conversation with a colleague or a friend or a family member? Like, where am I going like this? And where am I softening and opening into that? And I'm, we're, I'm doing this a lot, but that's the practice. It's a practice. When I do this, I notice it. I maybe look at what is the thought that's having me feel like I'm in danger and I need to protect. And can I open and soften and embrace that, embrace that with love and, and shift where my focus is? Yeah, I've even sometimes looked at my hand to see if my, my hand is open or if I'm clenching a little bit or a lot and just having an open hand as you walk into a situation or, or whatever you're doing uh, seems to make a big difference as well. Um, all right. So that was, yeah, that's helpful to kind of synthesize it into a sentence or two, as you just did about the essence of the book. Um, do you have a favorite lesson, even though you can't quote lesson 25, as you mentioned, but is, <laughs> is there a favorite lesson or something that you feel, you know, spoke to well, you quite a bit? I did. I, a, after reading that question, I had to look in my book. I'm like, oh, geez, let me look at the lessons. And like, <laughs> I mean, there's, there's, there's so many good ones, just like, and I, again, I couldn't tell you the meat and potatoes of each lesson, but just looking at the titles, like the, the keys to the kingdom might be one of my favorite because it, I've had a fun time creating a Revelation Breathwork series around that. So to take the five keys to the kingdom, desire, intention, allowance, surrender, and humility, and then have a Revelation Breathwork experience kind of uh, created around that is really cool. It really helps you get into the energy of it. Um, so that that's one that I love. Uh, without, like, spoiler alert, the last – sometimes – I'll just kind of flip to a random page in the morning and just read like you can flip anywhere and find inspiration and love because it's in every single thing. But flipping, sometimes I like to flip to the back parts and uh, man, just just reading it. It's just like, oh, my God, I want to share this. Oh, my God. I like can I can I like put this on Instagram? Can I like share? But it's always not the words. It's the it's the energy of it. So um, to answer your question, like all events are neutral. Like that's like the. The, the dropping pebbles into the pool of awareness, lesson eight, that's such a good metaphor we can all connect to. When you drop a pebble, it creates a ripple. What pebbles of our thought, of our mind, are we dropping in that we're aware of and then 
you know, the, the, the experience that I share, which I think is a good one. Cause I think a lot of people probably listening to this have done like manifestation work or they've done something where it's like, and usually, you know, what everyone wants to manifest usually is money first and then like love and then like these things they want in their life and what they think they'll get is, you know, peace, happiness, all security, whatever. But everyone's done some kind of like money manifestation thing, at least that's probably listening to this. And when you're in it and then you're like, oh, you find $20 in the ground, you're like, it works, this stuff works. <laughs> and then, and it's like, it helps us believe in it a little bit. But then at the further out we are from like staying in that energy and practicing that, and like immersing ourselves in it, we don't, we, you know, we, we might in a workshop drop a boulder and create huge ripples. But what we don't realize is the like thousand little tiny sand sized pebbles we're also dropping into the water of not enough, lack, who am I to be wealthy, money makes people evil, like all the, all the stories that we've been told around money. So I love that. Uh, I love that lesson because it's just a really good in that. Like, what am I dropping into this? This neutral, infinite field. Fear, love, expansion, contraction, lack, abundance. So judgment, acceptance. So I think that like those simple analogies um, are the ones that I love. Yeah. Uh, I love that metaphor that you were just painting there. Uh, the, the pebbles, the, the grains of sand that you're putting in uh, affect things even more so than just a few boulders that come along. Um, and uh, I think that's that's so true and it makes me think of like your your daily habits have a lot more impact uh, on what you do and and how you live your life than what you do every now and then you know it's like what are your daily habits and and actually that's my next question um do you have a ritual you do every day to um kind of you know focus in on the the way of mastery lessons uh, obviously the podcast maybe that's your daily ritual but uh you you tell me do you have something like that 